0: Good evening. We're in the right place. We're in the house of the Lord. Think about this psalmist. They said, I was glad when they said, come unto me. Let's go to the house of the Lord. So I'm excited about being here. As I listened to the elder pray a few moments ago. And he mentioned something about rest. And he mentioned something about, we don't want to hear Lynn. We want to hear you. So many words. And so I just really sense when he was praying, I just really sensed that that's, we really are just going to rest tonight in the Lord. I just feel, you know, sometimes when you just want somebody to cater to you, somebody to just rub your back, somebody to just tell you that it's going to be all right. And I sense tonight as we talk about when grace flows down, that God just wants to walk in the room tonight and sweep over us. And I need it tonight. I don't know about you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness, for your loving kindness, your tender mercy. We thank you, Lord, that you loved us so much that you sent your son to die just for us. Thank you, Lord, for being faithful to your word and keeping that which we have committed unto you. And now, Lord, we look for you and as I've been hearing this song today, Lord, that says that when you walk into the, into the room, that everything changes. Lord, we ask that you would sit with, sit with us tonight, Lord, help us to shut everything out. We would see Jesus speak, Lord. Give us an ear to hear. And we will give you all of the glory that's due unto your name. And the people of God said, amen. What a wonderful Savior. Would you stand with me after you have found 2 Corinthians chapter 8, please? I appreciate it so much as we honor the Lord in reading of his word from verses 1 through 9, 2 Corinthians chapter 8. We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. Macedonia. For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed and a wealth of generosity on their part. For they gave according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means of their own accord, begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. And this not as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord, and then to the will of God, to us. Accordingly, we urged Titus that as he had started, so he should complete among you this act of grace but as you excel in everything in faith and speech and knowledge and in all earnestness and in our love for you see that you excel in this act of grace also i say this not as a command but to prove by the earnestness of all this that your love also is genuine for you know the grace of our lord jesus christ that though he was rich Yet for your sake he became poor so that you by his poverty might become rich. Father, thank you for your word. You may be seated. Tonight as we look at this subject of grace flowing down, we think about the price that was paid for our liberty and what God did for us. All of the blessings of God Come by his sovereign grace, forgiveness of sins. All of our help is in the name of the Lord. And all of our help is found in his grace. And if we started with grace, if we started with the gift of God, shouldn't we continue in the grace of God, in the grace of God, in the favor of God, That God smiled on us, that God knew you by name before the foundation of the world. God had you in mind, knew you would stumble, knew you would fall, but knew grace would abound. And his grace is sufficient, even now. I don't know how long you've been saved, how long you've known the Lord and walked with the king, but he's still faithful from the first step to the last. That our eyes are upon him looking to the hills, looking to him, because our help comes from the Lord. And he's faithful to carry us and to guide us with his eye from earth to heaven, because he's coming back for those who are looking for him and love his appearing. I love his appearing. I'm looking for him. He's a great God. And certain things, sometimes things happen in my life that remind me that he's coming back. Some years ago, I had an opportunity. I was driving my grandson. He was in the back seat. He was about four or five years old, and all of a sudden he said, "Pop, pop." And I looked because he was in the back seat. I looked in the rearview mirror to make sure everything was okay, and he said, "You know, Jesus is coming back soon." I said, "Where is this coming from?" Kind of looked the rearview mirror to see, and I looked at him. He was looking out the window, but looking upward. And then he stopped for a little while. I drove a little more, and he said, "Pop, pop." I said, "Yes." He said, I hope he comes down my street. And I said, well, I hope he comes down my street too. I don't know if he's coming down individual streets, but whatever he's going to do, I want him to come down my street. And so, you know, I'm so glad that, that, that I have a hope that I can look up because I know that my redemption draws nigh. And so does yours. So does all, every one of us that have put our trust in the Lord. Isn't he marvelous? Isn't he wonderful? And tonight he really just wants to just speak just speak to your heart. He knows what ails you. He knows what's bothering you. So many people have ministered to you, sang over you, prayed for you, but he's the only one that knows how to touch you on the innermost part of your being, and he's the one that changed you, made you a new creation, and you're no longer the same. There's no turning back. I don't want to turn back. Where, songwriters say, where can I go but to the Lord? I remember not long ago, some, when I first got saved, some brothers, they rallied, brothers I used to, to, to party with. And after I got saved, I kind of stayed my distance. And they said, and they came over to me. And he said, they said, you know, we had a bet that you were going to come back and be with us drinking again. And I said, oh. And he walked away. And I looked up. I said, Lord, thank you for keeping me. I didn't know they were watching me. But, Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for keeping me from going back so that I might have a testimony, so that the door might be open, that I might be able to share you along the line. I'm so glad that he touched me. Let's look at these scriptures and see what this grace that, that flows down, that it all begins with grace, that God smiled on you, that God had favor towards you and I. We see this initially in the Old Testament. We looked at Noah, that he found grace. In the eyes of God. And then as we look, we, we look ahead and we see Jesus' Bible said, that grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And that when God was showing his favor, and now that the, the Holy Spirit has come, and so now we have what? We're enabled. We have an enablement. We have, we, have, we have power to live holy. How many of you know you need power to live holy? And we couldn't live holy unless the Holy Spirit I'm so glad. Jesus says that, he said, when I go, I'm going away, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes, that he's not going to speak of himself, but he's going to speak about me. And that's something that I love that. I love that about Jesus. He said, he's not going, he's not, you know, Jesus, you would have thought Jesus was what would just want all of the glory. But he always just showed the father and gave no glory to himself. And at one point, they wanted to kill Jesus because he he went around healing on the Sabbath and making himself equal with God. And when they came, he said, he said, why are you so angry? He said, my father works, and so do I. He said, the son can do nothing on his own. But if I see my father do it, I can do it. He said, the son only does what he sees his father do. And so by grace... We can we can live this, we can walk this Christian walk. We can be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might only by the grace of God. Yes, we have the favor of God towards us and we are unable to walk this Christian life with God's grace. God's grace strengthens us. God's grace has power, it's kindness, but it has power to carry us from earth to glory. We can trust him to carry us all along the way. Sing, singing along, along the way That my eyes are fixed, I have a hope. We used to sing the songs, that, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Oh Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven is not my home, what shall I do? And so my hope is in the Lord today. No, all other ground is sinking sand. Come too far to turn back now. I tell you, no, I I better get back in here, excuse me. But I just got too got ahead of myself. Got excited, but it's good. I don't mind breaking out every now and then, you know, because God doesn't keep me in a box. I never know where the Lord, and you never know where He's gonna take you. But it's good to be free, isn't that right? It's good to be open. You know, it's good not, not having a special day to witness. Not having a special day to serve. And that's really what this is about. This is about serving. It's about grace flowing down and flowing out and touching somebody's life. And as I go along, there's going to be some prayers that I'm going to ask, to, that I'll be praying. And I'll be asking you to to uh, write down a prayer that comes to your heart as, as we pray. As I pray that the Lord will, will, will open my eyes in certain areas so that we can be ministers of grace. Did you know that? Did you know that? We have a responsibility to be ministers of grace. That means to minister, that means to serve, but in kindness. And so my, one of my prayers is, it may not be yours, you may have another. I said, God, help me that whatever pew I'm sitting on, help me to not, to not turn away, but to look and to, to greet somebody. No matter how I look, no matter how they look, Lord, help me to show grace, to show kindness, to touch somebody's life with your grace. I mean, isn't that why God saved us? So that we would be fruitful, that we would go and bring forth fruit. Be fruitful ourselves, but to bring forth fruit. And I'm encouraged because one of the reasons why I came to this, to this church was because of the, the multiple ministries that you have, serving people. And that's what I wanted to be about. Where can you go? You step outside the door and there's a greeter. You walk down a little ways and there's a jar there with pennies for Peru. You go down a little further. You go and you start walking. You can't go too many, you can't go too far before you pass by a ministry. Sometimes I'm tempted to look in there and say, "When I pass by the nursery, I say, what are you doing in there?" Oh, we're just trying to say thank you, Lord we're just here to serve. This is our way of saying thank you. I walk a little further. I look out the door. I look in the parking lot, and I see the greeters, snow, rain, sun. They're out there. I said, what are you doing out there? They said, you already know. We're here to say thank you, Lord. And so whatever you do, it's to the glory of God, but it's also to bless somebody else. Maybe somebody might be encouraged to come back simply because they see you on your post. You know, sometimes I think about it and I get a little guilty. I say, well, I see, I walk by and I see the door unmanned. And then I look and I say, whoa, it's not on my schedule today. But then I said, well, that is selfish. You know, I, I, you know, whenever somebody needs a hand and God has, has enabled me to do so, then Lord, whatever it takes for my will to break, that's what we should be willing to do to, because he must. Increase. He should increase. There's no goodness of our own. I don't. I don't care how good you look, or I look. I don't even try to say how good I look. I know I don't look good, but I look good to him. I think I look good to my wife too. Thank God. Because <laughs> I'd have been lost cause. And so, as we look at this in chapter eight, Second Corinthians it said it all begins with grace. And what Paul wanted you to know is we want you to know, brothers about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. That Paul had an opportunity to share with them and use the mass, talk to the the Jews, talk to those at, at Jerusalem and tell them about, he said, look, there's a light on a hill. There's a city on a hill. There's a lighthouse. Look, there's AUC. Do you know any good churches in the neighborhood? No, I'm I'm not talking about not joking and playing around. I'm talking about they're serious about God and they're serious about serving people. That's what it's all about. When they come and when they go, they have their minds stayed on Jesus. And the grace of God and remembrance of his grace that flows down. And wherever you go, it's flowing. Somebody look at you and say, there's something different about her. You don't have your AUC badge on, but they just know that you are a child of the king. And they just, they just sense that they can stop you. They can ask you. I love it when we go out, when I go out with some of the brothers, and, 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 and one brother would always make it a habit of asking people, a waitress, or waiter, is it we're getting ready to have prayer before we eat. Is there anything that we can pray for you about? And he shocked me. <laughs> but and, and so you know the waitress, she looked at him, she's saying, what's, what's going on here? And so she says, and so one, one young lady, she just, she was so shocked, she didn't know what to say. She stood for a long time, but then she just said, anything, just pray for anything. And so that was the door, open door, to share Christ. He's been too good to us, so good to us continually for us to to take a seat, to take a day off, to take some time off. but always looking for the opportunity to share Christ. This might be the day. That might be the opportunity. That might be the one that God is sending you to. I'm going to try not to put too many commercials in here, but I, I want to share with you about a, a young man on my job as I, when I was working in the workforce and I was driving my truck and, and this was a loader. And he came to me. I know he had some issues. He's had some problems. And and he wanted to help me and I let him help load my truck. But then, one day, he got angry with a steel cage and he shook that cage everywhere but loose. I mean, I didn't, he got violent with the steel cage. And so when I thought about it, the next day when he came and he asked me to help load my truck, I said, no, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. And, you know, I felt bad, but I just didn't know what he would do. And then the next day he saw me and he looked at me and he said, man, I was just having a bad day. And I said, God, forgive me. He really liked helping me load my truck. And I told him, you know, I don't need you. But I said, man, you come on back tomorrow. You can load my truck. And so, you know, God sends opportunities in our lives. And we should take advantage of it. You don't have to wonder, is this God? Act like it is God. So, so as we move on, as we talk about this grace that flows down, this grace that Paul wants him to know that somebody is living holy. Somebody is considering and taking care of the necessity of the saints, the saints in Jerusalem. And the saints in other places. Paul was speaking to the Jews in Jerusalem and he told them at one point, that they had helped to give. And now they were remiss in their giving. But he spoke about a church. He highlighted a church. And he talked about a church, was it was a city on a hill, a light that could not be hid. And so as we as we go further and we think about this, this place where God wants to bring us to and this place of service, open for service, always open for service. He says, for in the severe test of, affliction, their abundance of joy, and their extreme poverty have overflowed, and a wealth of generosity on their part. So all of the blessings of God that flow down, they come from God, and they are by grace. Some examples of this, he gives us some ex- examples of this that he talks about. Verse three, said, says, for they, according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means, and of their own accord, begging earnestly for the favor and of taking part in the relief of the saints. As we read throughout 2 Corinthians chapter 8, you find many principles or the doctrine some principles concerning the doctrine of giving. As we look at in verse 3, as we see that they gave according to their ability they gave according to their means and you know when i heard that i think about well then i have something to give you know whatever i have a perfect example is the woman that had two mites she could have given one the widow woman she what she gave and so I'm, you know god asks us to give according to our means according to our ability it even, we see that in, in Exodus chapter thirty-five, around verse four, where Moses is telling the people to bring an offering for the building of the temple. He said, "He said, bring it. He said, bring it willingly, and bring it from what you have." So that means that nine times out of ten, I always have something to give. It may not be in, in the form; it may not be monetary, but it may be something that I have that I can give. And when I'm thinking about What I can give other than money is service, it's time, it's talent, it's time. It's whatever I can have, whatever I can give to the Lord. And so that is encouraging to know that, that it's within our means, not asking to give what we don't have, but asking to give what we do have. And if I'm coming here every Sunday, you know, there's something that I can do. Sometimes in greeting people, you'll find out that there is a need. want to look at verse 6. Accordingly, we urge Titus that as he had started, so he should complete among you this act of grace. The act of grace of ministering to the necessity of the saints. But he says, but as you excel in everything, in faith, and speech, in knowledge, in all earnestness, and in our love for you, See that ye also excel in this grace-giving also. Paul's writing gives us encouragement and examples of how to excel in giving. Giving glory to God and giving to the necessity of the saints. Gracious giving requires favor from God and the divine enablement of God. That not just the favor of God, but you have the ability to give because you have been enabled by God. You have been endowed with his grace. And that's what, what Paul was really trying to get across, to let them know that you have what you need. And so you say, Lord, no, I, I, don't, I don't have the skills, but I've given you grace. Oh, your grace is sufficient. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so he empowers us to go. He gives us, he gives us the heart, the willingness, and the ability, God gives it. And whenever God pours in, he expects us to pour out. We should want to pour out whatever of, of, our, of our monetary gifts. The Bible says to honor the Lord with all, of, with your substance and with the first fruits of your increase, that we honor the Lord with all that is it's within us. All of our limbs, our activities, our money, whatever he's given us, God has provided a way so we can give back. God has sent somebody our way so we can touch somebody's life, so we can give unto the Lord the glory that do it, that is due unto his name. Because as we minister to other peoples, we give God the glory. Because when he asked the question, they said, why are you doing this for me? Because God did it for me. Grace poured out. And God's grace is sufficient, and it's also available. So through the grace of God was made known among the churches of Macedonia. And through our lives, the grace of God is made known. How is it made known? How is the grace of God made known in your life? Is it made known because you're working with a very difficult coworker? It's almost impossible. As a matter of fact, you're ready to switch jobs or go into another department. How is the grace of God made known in your own life? So, that, so that's a prayer. That's a prayer. God, how am I pleasing you? How am I serving you? How am I honoring you? Principles of Christian giving. A willing heart from what you have. Consistency. Never sounding an alarm. Proof of the sincerity of your heart. Did you know that everything that you give to the Lord, whether you give to somebody else or you give to the church and you give, is that, is that what? It's a testimony to your heart, an attitude, and, it, and it, it's an expression of your attitude, of your gratitude to the Lord. Every time that you give, it has your name on it, what you have to give and what you don't have to give. What you have to give, it has your name on it. And even the things that we withhold from the Lord, it has your name on it. But we get credit to God by giving to others. And as we look at the uh, gifts, we see that everybody has a gift. And your gift is to serve, is to give to somebody, to meet someone else's needs. As you give unto the Lord, and as you give it to others, you give unto the Lord. And so as we look at these gifts and as we look at the talents that we have, we see that God is gracious in allowing us and loaning us these things so that we can be givers. We can be doers of his word and of his work. And as I'm speaking would you please think about how you might be able to take part in this ministry of giving, of sharing, maybe even writing down somebody that has a need, someone that has a care, and God wants to use you to make the difference in that person's life because when you give, they see the grace. Of God. And so grace was gifts from God. Every gift that we had, every talent that we had, it has come from God. And so if it's come from God, it belongs to God. Would you turn with me to Acts 4 33, please? And it says, and with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as were owners of lands and houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold and laid it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to each as each had need. And so there was a distribution to everyone that has a need. And God has given us the ability to meet needs to all of those that that we come in contact with that he will send us to. I want to look at an example of Jesus Christ and his example of grace, God's grace to us. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor. So that you by his poverty might become rich. He was pierced for our transgressions and he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement, was the chastisement that brought us peace. Considering the gift that God has given us, considering what Jesus has done for us. And the price that he paid for us, his gift to us, that he bore the sin of many. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. That he came to carry us, to take us through from earth to glory as we keep our eyes fixed upon him. So tonight, I would pray that you would rest in this grace that you would continue to trust in him, that you would continue to look for the opportunity to say thank you, Lord, for the grace that flows down. In closing, you know, I think about oftentimes that we, we put ourselves in a box. And the scriptures talks about how the church, how they laid aside first of the week and, and they gave, you know, maybe they gave weekly or they gave monthly or even ourselves we give for the whole year. And sometimes I found that in doing that, sometimes I limit myself, that I said, okay, I've given. I'm up to date. And then I think about things that God has done for me. And I think about, Lord, I need to to give you a thank you offering. You know, just to say thank you because you've done so many things, answered so many prayers that that I've even forgot to thank you for. And so, Lord, I just want to say thank you. As those who serve are saying thank you, giving, giving unto God their, their, their time and their talents and, and, and all that God has given them, giving back. And so I just want to encourage you that, that as you go, to just keep in mind the, the generosity and the loving kindness of the Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, for our time with you. We thank you, Lord, that grace flows down. We pray, Lord, that you would remind us of this every day as we go throughout our lives. And thank you for the gift. And thank you that grace continues to flow down.